It's on the Lord's side who will serve the King, who will be his helpers, other lives to bring. Who will leave the world's side? Who will face the foe? Who is on the Lord's side? Who for him will go? By thy call of mercy, by thy grace divine, we are on the Lord's side, Savior, we are thine. Jesus, thou hast bought us not with gold or gem, but with thine own life, but for thy diadem. With thy blessing filling, each who comes to thee, thou hast made us willing, thou hast made us free. song because it goes so well with and emphasizes our theme uh, for the year. I'll say the theme uh, together. You see that front here. Uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. One more time. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. has been a wonderful theme. It uh, certainly uh, has uh, encouraged me and convicted me and helped me already. And uh, I'm going to incorporate it uh, somewhat uh, this morning uh, as well. So we'll take our Bibles and we'll look at some things. Uh, you know, we live uh, in, a, in a broken, uh, fallen world as he turns to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. In a broken, uh, fallen world, you know, there, there are really few what we call uh, perfect scenarios. And, uh, and so we do, uh, we do know that, uh, you know, in a group this size, there's many different situations uh, represented. Uh, we do think of of those uh, maybe that have had a uh, little one this year, maybe even their first child, and there were some blessings I shared uh, in that regard uh, in Sunday school. Uh, we certainly uh, celebrate uh, that. Uh, um, think of those uh, maybe who 
uh, this year have, have, have lost a child. And, uh, and uh, maybe uh, somebody uh, close to you in your family has, has, has passed away. And you know, on, on special days and, and uh, days of commemorance, sometimes those things, you know, they, they hit uh, a little harder than, than on other days. And we certainly uh, would grieve uh, that with you. Um, and, uh, you know, to those right now that uh, uh, it wasn't too long ago, I remember, you know, the, the days in which my, uh, my wife uh, had a bunch of little boys uh, running around, just being, uh, I guess we call that in the trenches, you know, being in the trenches there and, and just putting in hour after hour, day after day of, uh, of, of just keeping up with the many uh, duties that that entails. And, and we do have uh, women in, in our church and, and families which are still kind of in the throes of, of that with, with, with little ones. Um, you know, uh, keep out the good work. Uh, I want to encourage you in that regard. It is such a, such a worthy uh, effort. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, on days like today, it can, hit, uh, it can hit hard for those that, that, that would like to have children but just haven't been blessed in that way. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, you can give all the, the, the answers, and, and we know that the Word of God, that all good, you know, that God uh, chooses those blessings and His timing for it. But, you know, uh, there's very few things you can say to people that, that are going through things that maybe we can't totally identify with, except uh, to, to say that, hey, you know, we love you, and, and uh, we do understand that, that heart, and, 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 and uh, um, we, uh, we're, here, we're here for you uh, in, our, in our hearts in that regard. And for any couple that would, that would desire a child, you know, uh, we do know that would be a great blessing for them. Uh, but that uh, doesn't always happen uh, um, in the, time, the timing that we'd like to see. Um, it's, it's neat in our, in our church, you know, we've had different situations with, uh, even recently with adoption. Uh, we've had we have those right now that have taken on uh, what is called legal guardianship and foster parents and, and some of those aspects. It's just so many different avenues in which you see uh, people being involved in younger people's lives for mentorship. And, and, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, those that are biologically um, fathers and mothers don't end up fulfilling that capacity. And there's others that step in to serve that role. And we're appreciative for that. Uh, we're also thankful, you know, that at times when people aren't in situations in which they're able to, to care for children, that they have enough... Uh, for, you know, just vision, I guess I'd say, to, to, to be able to, to say, you know, I'm going to, as hard as, as hard as this is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to allow others to help me with that. And, and, uh, um, and so God just works in so many different ways. And, and, and we, 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 we tend to look at, and, uh, you know, it's been depicted a little bit on the screen and, and we tend to, to think of things in a very, idealistic way. And, and God's design is great. It is wonderful. God's design for the family, it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous a design and picture that He's given us. But you know, um, there's so many times when it doesn't look exactly like what we would say the ideal is. Uh, but you know, God's working in all those situations. And in uh, God's mercy and His restoration, His His redemption, it, it, it is is not to be deterred as, as He as He uh, uh, continues to work. And and so I, I just uh, you know I, I guess I've just thought in, in, in so many Mother's Day in the past, and maybe we don't mention these things enough. Um, and and just to 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 point to the fact that in in, in, a, in a church family in a church auditorium, uh, this any 
differing amount of situations. You know, some, sometimes families are at odds. Sometimes they're, they're alienated. Sometimes there's division uh, there. Those, those are things we pray for. You know, those are things that we seek uh, God's uh, merciful intervention and healing in. And they can be very difficult uh, things as well. Uh, we're going to talk about life today. Uh, Mother's Day is a great day to talk about life. Uh, but you know, that there, you know that there's those within uh, uh, Bible-believing churches today that have grievously and regrettably made, made the decision to terminate a pregnancy in the past. And, uh, you know, that those people are not, they're not cut off and outcast from the family of God. Um, you know, God, God reaches into the lives of people that have made all kinds of decisions, myself included, <laughs> Uh, things that have been regrettable and, and that I, you know, maybe wish had been different. And, uh, and so, you know, when we speak all about different topics, uh, I just want to be careful that we don't come across as that, you know, you have to be in a certain pattern and a certain mold to be a part of this, this church. This church is just human beings that we're coming here, we're looking for God's help, and we're trying to do our best to, to serve the Lord and to seek healing and direction and, 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 uh, and His mercy and, and grace uh, where needed. And he is a great healer. Um, he is the, the one that can, uh, that, can, that can help in those things that, that people can help in and that people can often even understand. You know, uh, I, I've been, I guess, I have been spared from going through a lot of things that other people have had to go through. And I can't say that I can totally, you know, empathize with it all, but, but, but God can and, and so when I speak, you know, I can speak as the one, I represent the one that does, even though I can't. And, you know, there, there's, there's, there's people in here that have, that have been uh, closely, maybe even part of abusive relationships. That is a hard thing. That's a terrible thing. It's something that isn't talked a lot about in church, really. And, uh, you know, Jesus saw all those things. Um, you say, well, why, why didn't Jesus intervene? Well, Jesus ultimately has intervened for us to be with Him in loving relationship forever. Um, in this broken, fallen world, people make decisions. By virtue of the fact that we have the choice and decision, we're going to talk about today the power of choice, to, to choose life and to choose goodness. Uh, the downside of that as well is God did not robotically make it so that we have, don't have the capacity for evil as well. And people have made evil choices in relation to the ones that they, they, they should have been protecting they should have been the ones that were there for them. Instead, they've, they've used them and abused them, and, and, and that's a grievous thing. But, but God knows. Does He care? We sang about that. Yeah, God does care. God does care. And He loves you uh, here uh, today. Um, some, uh, they talk about empty nest, and uh, well, pretty soon here, one of my sons getting married uh, at, the, at the end of this month. Um, he hasn't been around much lately anyways because he's been at school, but... I guess I'm starting to see how, I mean, you think you have eight kids, you know, he's going to have kids around forever. Uh, I can see now that that probably isn't going to be the case. And uh, uh, pretty, you know, before too long, my, 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 poor, my poor wife, mother of my children is going to be just stuck with me wandering around the, the, the premises uh, there. Um, but, uh, I get, you know, that, is, that, is a, that can be a difficult thing for, for adjustment. I think especially for mom to adjust to, to what's called the, uh, the empty nest uh, there. Just all these different scenarios, and, 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 uh, and I guess that's why, you know, I want to be encouragement to all the ladies here today. Were the flowers especially for mom? I guess so. But uh, for each one of you as ladies, hey, study sometimes how Jesus saw 
ladies and how he interacted with, with, with ladies. The greatest man that ever walked the face of the earth. See his, his, his tenderness uh, towards them and, 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 uh, and just uh, uh, how he ministered to them and how he appreciated them, how he appreciated them. And so certainly we want to reflect the heart of Jesus uh, here uh, uh, today. Um, so let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And we'll pick it up there at verse 15. Deuteronomy 30 verse 15 it says, See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil, that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, that his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land where thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away, so that thou wilt not hear, but shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce uh, unto you this day that ye shall surely perish, and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land where thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. Call, uh, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Lord, help us now as we look at your word. Lord, just uh, empower this uh, speaker, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. Uh, bring these uh, words of truth uh, to us in a, in a way that only you can. Lord, if, uh, if I miss uh, something that should be said uh, to, for clarification or that would, uh, that would soften the blow of offense, Lord, if I, if I miss that, Lord, would you, would, you, would you help with that? Would you, uh, um, Lord, uh, just help it to come across in a way that would be from the tenderness and... and uh, and the truth of your heart. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As part of being made in God's image, we talk about being strong in the Lord and the power of His might. As being made in His image, I maybe would call it by the common grace of God, He has given us the power of choice. Now, I recognize in ourselves we don't have power, but God has vested some power in us. He has given us the capacity to choose. And if that were not the case, then He wouldn't be commanding some people here in this verse to choose wisely, right? He wouldn't be just, uh, saying to them, if there wasn't the capacity for us to choose life versus choosing death, then he wouldn't mock us by, by giving us um, that exhortation. And so godly choices uh, produce, uh, according to the Bible here, the power of God's blessing. And so if you think of it, the, the capacity that God has given you to make choices then brings about the capacity for God's power and His blessing to be upon your life uh, by virtue of that. And uh, really a lot of, 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 uh, of life comes down to choices that are going to end up be, being between uh, life and death. They are a matter of life and death. And you say, well, that sounds pretty extreme. That sounds pretty sensational. Now when you study what the Bible has to say about death, death uh, the concept of death is really about separation. And when God said, you know, in the day that you choose against my word, you choose unwisely, and that day you will surely die. Well, did they die physically that day? They didn't die physically, even though they would one day. But there was some, there was some real things that, were, that happened there uh, by virtue of separation that made it so their lives were not the same at that point. 
And uh, thankfully, as we talked about even this morning, God sees us in that place and he continues to pursue. He asks where we are. He asks what we're thinking. He asks why we made those choices. And he seeks to bring us back to, to, the, to the point of, of choosing life. Choosing life. God is a life giver. He's a life sustainer. And he wants us to, to, to walk in that life uh, and the gift that, that he has given us. And, uh, you know, God uh, instructs the people here to choose life. And I would say, if God told us that, then there is always the capacity to choose life. There is always a God-given way to choose life. Um, that option is always on the table. And it's always the best and right choice on the table. Now, I'm not talking about ultimately, you know, when the days of our, 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 is determined by God, uh, the days of our, of our days on earth are done and completed. But even in that regard, we can make a choice in this lifetime, so that will not be the end of our lives, right? Uh, the Bible says that we can have everlasting life, that even coming to that appointment that has been given unto man, that which every single one of us is going to face, that we might once die, uh, that we would have that doorway into uh, what's pro provided for us of eternal life. And so there's the capacity, according to the passage read here, to choose life. Choose life. And, uh, well, you know, there's a tremendous literal illustration that's going on in our country right now, isn't there, about choosing life. And, you know, some of the ter terminology that's used in relation to these things can, can be pretty misleading. For example, pro-choice. If you think of that, that just that, that, the implications of pro-choice. Well, God is pro-choice. <laughs> God has given us choice. And he is pro us making the choices that are conducive to life. Death and life is before us. God is for us making the right choice. And uh, you know what, what, what pro-choice means to many today is I want to make whatever choices I want to make and then when the implications of those come to fruition, I want to make choices at that point where I don't have to take the, 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 you know, the, the, uh, the, the consequences of my actions. And if they become inconvenient to me, then I'm going to choose to somehow, you know, beat the system and, and, and do away with those, those consequences. And so we have, you know, in that sense, pro-choice versus pro-life, pro right? And that is a great illustration of what the, that which is literally going on in our country right now. And again, I would tell you that, you know, biblically speaking, the only choice there, the only right choice is life. The only right choice is life. And we don't apologize uh, for that uh, here at our church. We need to be a strong voice. You know, God is <laughs> pro-life. He's also pro-choice. And he gives a design in his word through which proactive choices can be made that are conducive to life all along so that life can continue and be sustained and, and, uh, and be promoted. And, and so mankind, because they have said in their heart, there is no God. Then they want to go the way of their own deadening actions. And, uh, and then the fallout from that is, is devastating. Uh, you know, the Bible says that righteousness exalted the nation. And uh, it's hard to see us as, a, as an exalted nation at this point for how much we have, uh, we have allowed a culture of death. And, uh, and, and to, to the tune of millions. Uh, and, and so... Um, this is uh, the choice that is before us in a very literal way uh, today. You know, the Bible talks about uh, uh, something uh, called uh, the supreme uh, um, uh, ruler. 
And uh, the, the, land, the land here talks about um, a, a supreme court. Well, the thing of it is, my friends, um, the supreme court is the court of the one true judge. The one true judge. Shall not the judge of all the earth, what does the Bible say? Do right. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And he will do right, ultimately. And he is the judge of all the earth. You know, when we talk about the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court isn't uh, uh, a certain amount of of justices convened in a certain land upon this planet to, uh, you know, to decide for us all what is right and wrong. Now, we are thankful to live in a place that has a pretty good constitution that was uh, was forged by people that, uh, generally speaking, had a regard for God at a certain time. Uh, But ultimately, you know, we're, we're... as far as that goes, we're at the mercy of individuals being honest and God-fearing when they come to, to, to be sincere, to even interpret that which was written by mankind to try to sustain some of these things. And that's why as, 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 as Christians, we say, well, ultimately, I'm going I'm to go with what God says. You know, he is, he is our supreme judge. He is the king over all kings and the judge over all uh, uh, judges. And... Uh, and uh, he will do what is right, and we need to as well. Um, and so, uh, you know, with mankind, what it comes down to, and this is just the essence of it, when it comes to, to, to that choice that Deuteronomy 30 talks about, is it comes down to convenience versus righteousness. Convenience versus righteousness. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, to terminating the life of a, of a child, which has become such a scourge upon our nation, upon our land, uh, for many, for, for, for many um, they've, been, they've been talked into that it's okay to terminate that life because it's not convenient. Because it's not convenient. This is probably the vast majority uh, of choices uh, for to determine the life of a child in, in the womb. And you know, there's always an option to that. There's always an option to that. Because there's a wonderful thing called adoption. Um, which so many have taken advantage of. And I don't know the numbers of it, uh, equally speaking. I think a, a, lot, a lot more choices, uh, uh, number-wise, has been made uh, to terminate the life of a child. But there's always that option to say, look, even though this may be inconvenient to me to the point where I don't even think I can do it, I don't even think I am in a place where I can, I can even take care of this child when it's born, then... You know, many, many have gotten the blessing with not being able to have a child of their own to be able to take one of those children as their own. And, uh, you know, then there's, uh, um, of course, there's times when, when uh, the child is set in the womb because there's great technology now to be able to, I guess, to detect these things to say, well, that child's not going to be healthy. That's not going to be, quote, unquote, a normal uh, child. And, uh, well, you know, uh, there have been many families that have been uniquely blessed and God has given them a particular grace to be blessed that, in, that had children that struggled with different capacities. And, you know, who's to say what is a normal child? A, a, a child is one that is born, that God has given life, that when they're within a, a particular family, they're gonna bring, we're going we're gonna to trust that God is going to use them to be a blessing, to bring joy, and to, and to mold us more into the character of God as we seek to take care of them. And, uh, and, you know, I remember, uh, I think about this as well, as some of these decisions that have been made. I, I remember our first, our first child, 
I look back at this now and it's just unreal. But um, with, with our first child, we were actually called in. They did a blood test. And uh, we were called in with, uh, there were several in the room there with the doctor and so on. And they said they had a very serious matter to, uh, to discuss with us. That this blood t test had come back that our, our son was going to be, um, probably going to be severely uh, you know, handicapped. And, uh, and so they, they, they said, we just want to discuss, we want to discuss uh, your options with you. Well, you know, I mean, from our perspective, there really weren't very many options unless maybe they could do something, you know, medically speaking there. But basically what, what it came down to is they said, you know, it's still within a time frame where you can, you can just terminate this pregnancy and, and you know, you just start over and have, have another child. Well, we said, well, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I mean, however this child is born, you know, if, if, it's, if it's a male, a, a female, if it has hair or doesn't have hair, if it's, uh, you know, little or, or large or uh, whatever, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to take care of it by the God's grace. is going to be our first child. We're going to love it. And, uh, well, a couple weeks later, they called us back in. You're like, okay, you know, what are they, they're going to try to talk to us about the same. They made a mistake on the blood sample. And they said, you know, um, that actually wasn't your son's and your child's, and it looks like everything's perfectly normal. Well, in that two-week time, you know what, a, a lot, a lot, in a lot of situations, that, that pregnancy would have been terminated. And, our, you know, our, our oldest son, Jordan, you know, he wouldn't exist today. It's just, it's just things to think about. You know, that option of choosing life is, 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 is what God, uh, uh, the life giver, wants us to always consider. Now, I know I'm, I'm speaking to people that believe that, but look, you know, we need to have these things firmly within our heart because the world needs to hear the truth in regards to, to the life giver, the life sustainer, and those who want to live a life, promoting life uh, in his service. And people say, well, what, what about when a, when a woman has, has been violated? And, uh, and certainly, you know, that is, that's a terrible thing. I mean, to me, there's not much lower human being that would take advantage of another person in that regard. Sometimes even their own family members. Um, you know, think, think about Je Jesus when he was in the womb. Think about Mary's situation. And I know we look at it and we say, well, everybody should have just known there that the Holy Spirit had come upon her and she was with child. And so obviously she's just carrying God's son there, right? I mean, was it really that obvious? <laughs> I mean, to her it was because, you know, an angel had appeared to her. And ultimately, after Joseph struggled through it, well, you know, God helped him in particular. But was it that obvious to people in general? In our culture, what kind of counsel would Mary have gotten? <laughs> hey, look, you got a good man there. you got a good situation. Uh, I know you've made a mistake here, and it's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, just, uh, hey, look, you know, just, why don't you just take care of this, right? I mean, in our day, more often than not, the counsel would have been given by, um, you know, certain organizations, planned, whatever they want to call it, right? It's, it's anything from, from, uh, from what the name seems to, 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 uh, uh, to implicate. And, and so uh, the counsel would have been given more often than not, look, just, just you know, that's just, that's just a blob of tissue. It's, it's just your body. Just take care of that. You know, expel that like you would any other, um, uh, you know, bothersome uh, tumor or, or growth, and uh, as far as having a child, you know, maybe you can, and you can find a better situation. That would have even been the case in, in regards to, to, to the pregnancy to carry Jesus, if you think of it. 
And I'm not saying that those aren't serious things. And look, you know, I mean, hey, I mean, people say you're not a woman, so you don't understand. Well, I, I can understand what a terrible thing it would be for somebody to take advantage of somebody else and for them to become pregnant. Okay, I can understand that. I'm a human being, all right? I, I can understand truth. I know I'm, I'm a man, but I can still, I can, I can emotionally, I mean, I can't process everything that everybody, everybody goes through, but I can still see the, the truth accordingly. And, uh, and so uh, God's grace, God's grace, the Bible says, is sufficient for everything. Would it be sufficient for even that sort of scenario? The Bible says God's grace is sufficient. And God is a life giver and a, and a life sustainer. It doesn't mean that people that wrong others shouldn't, be, shouldn't get the consequences of that. And uh, it doesn't mean that we as Christians say, well, you know, Jesus just loves everybody, and if they wrong somebody, you know, they're forgiven, and there's no, there's no repercussions to that. Look, somebody who, who abuses a child or a woman, um, the Bible says that God, God, believe me, takes that more seriously than all the rest of us combined here today. And... Um, and, you know, sometimes a woman is endangered when, when giving birth. And so, but, you know, those two, those two categories, from what I understand statistically, is those two categories combined that I just gave you are less than 1% of, of the, uh, the, the terminated pregnancy in our land. All right, less than 1%. But still, they are a factor. And so some would say, well, you know, I mean, they give these scenarios, hypothetical scenarios. Well, what about, what about if, the, uh, if, if the woman... Life is going to be threatened in, in giving, you know, she may lose her life when giving birth. Even up to that point, some say, you know, you should be able to, to, to well, look, I'm looking for a show of hands here, but how many of your mothers, the mothers here today, would willing to take, be, be willing to take a, a, a bullet for your child? Right? You know, probably, probably every single one of you. Probably every single one of you. And so the life of a child, the life of a child, you know, just because there's a, you know, there's a few inches from fresh air. I mean, the life of a child is a precious miracle created by God. And it's to be protected and, and, and it's, to, it's, to be, it's to be given every opportunity to live the life that God, uh, that God uh, um, intends for it to live. And none of these things are the child's fault, are they? And, uh, you know, uh, uh, tumors and growths are cut out, but, but children are born. What it really comes down to is what a person truly believes in their heart of hearts is in that womb. I remember seeing uh, sonogram pictures, and I'm, I'm still uh, young enough so that we had a little bit of technology when we were having children, right? And uh, so I remember seeing uh, uh, sonogram pictures, and it looked an awful lot. And one of them, you know, like uh, one of the boys was sucking, sucking their thumb, you know, sucking their thumb, right? Just that, that, that blob of fetal tissue, you know, sucking his thumb. What, a, what an odd thing, you know? And all those things, there's a, there's a heartbeat. They put that thing on there, and, you, and you'd hear, boom, 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 boom. Oh, is that, uh, is that Tammy's heartbeat? No, that's the, you know, they're detecting the, 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 they're detecting the child's heartbeat in there. It's wild. I mean, I was just, those things were just, and, and when it comes right down to it, I mean, when we really are honest with ourselves, everybody knows. Everybody knows. And when they, when they forget for a minute, most, most everybody that says, you know, they believe it's okay to terminate the life of a child in the womb, most everybody, when they forget for a moment, they'll call it a baby or a child. You know, then, oh, then they have to, you know, sometimes recover back to whatever terminology they want to use to deflect that. But, um, and, uh, and so, you know, there was a, a TV celeb, you know, I just love that term, a celebrity. <laughs> 
I don't know who's celebrating them, but uh, it ain't me. But, uh, you know, this week, uh, one of them opined about a woman's right to choose. And how dare anyone judge this difficult decision? Well, you know, that, 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 that decision is difficult. You know why? Because it goes against every instinct that a mother has to do that. And most of the time when that's happening for the first time, that mother is under duress, and it's the last thing they, 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 they want to do, but they, they, they feel compelled to, uh, to do that. And, uh, and, and so you know, I do believe there's a huge spiritual battle uh, behind it um, as well. And, uh, and, and, and so, you know, the maker, the maker, uh, Jesus Christ, the, the giver and sustainer of life, uh, he, he looks at all these scenarios, and it must grieve him. But, you know, God is still at work. God is still, for some reason, I can't figure out why, and I'm thankful for it, God is still smiling upon our land. I don't know, I don't know, you know, I can't see God uh, fully, uh, you know, like none of us can. But, but it seems like, it, but, you know, I'm thinking maybe that smile is fading more and more. I think that maybe there's an opportunity right now for whatever price we have to pay right now to say, as a land, we're going to get back to, to choosing life, <laughs> to choosing life. And this is a big illustration that's going on right here. It's a big illustration of choosing life in your own life today. It's just, it really is a great illustration. Um, and, uh, and that's why I'm speaking out in these terms, besides the fact that I feel like on pulpits, this needs to be proclaimed. You say, yeah, it's just kind of a given. I mean, it's something that all Christians believe. You'd be surprised. We're losing ground more and more because we're, we're, not, we're not being forthright to give a voice to this or being guilted into this somehow, you know, we're the, we're the ones that are off the rails here. There's somehow, you know, we're, the, we're, the, we're the strange ones. You know, we're the weird ones in the culture because, uh, because we don't want to protect uh, an unborn baby. And uh, to me, it's just the opposite. The bizarre concept is how that ever started to begin with. You know, for thousands of years, you know, that may have, may have been done in a, you know, a cave somewhere or under uh, hidden things because, you know, the, uh, sin has always been common to man. But it was not, it was not uh, uh, um, uh, condoned and normalized until about 50 years ago. And so, the, the, you know, people that want to justify this, they get out and they start talking about precedence. Well, this has been the law of our land for 50 years. Okay. 50 out of 6,000 years. I, I know I'm being a little sarcastic here, but you know, let's get real. You know, the Bible says the evil is going to wax worse and worse. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that we don't speak up against it. It doesn't mean that we're not salt and light. It doesn't mean that we just kind of, you know, cower from the discourse. That we get all timid because, oh, you know, that's not something you want to speak about because, you know, you're going to offend somebody. Look, it's a matter of life and death. <laughs> The Bible says, choose life for you and for your seed. How much more specific can you get than that? And, uh, and so, um, a mother protects. A mother loves. A mother nurtures. A mother has a vision. A mother gives. A mother is available. And you know, no mother is perfect. But there's certain things that God has put in the heart of a mother. I remember the first time I saw my wife go through great pain and travail of childbirth. 
And uh, the preacher, you know, that spoke here recently, he just, I, th- I, th- I think it was here, he described a little bit of that, and I'm not going like, to go into all that scenario. Some of you have been in, uh, you know, the room um, with, with maybe your wife that was, that was giving birth, but, you know, that, that as soon as that, as that ordeal was over, even through it, you could see the tenacity of the woman there to give birth to this life. And then as soon as that little life came out to where he could actually see it and hold it, man, the full-fledged instincts of that mother and the nurturing and the protective aspect just took over. And uh, you know, God, has, God has put that. It, it has to be almost demonically removed for the woman to not feel that. And the tragic thing is that, that many women are being, are being uh, um, uh, um, coerced into going against every instinct that they have as a woman in our culture today. Look, we have God on our side. We have the ways of God on our side. We have even that which God has put of His nature within mankind on our side. Why are we not more proactive about speaking for truth and about standing for truth? None of these women were perfect, but to think of in the Bible of Sarah, the mother who waited, and Isaac would go out to continue the legacy of his father Abraham. Hagar, the mother who endured, and Hagar was, was used even in, a, in a, an abusive uh, situation uh, to, uh, to, to, to stick with and protect uh, her son Ishmael. Rebecca, the mother who fought for her child. Leah and Rachel, mothers who had endured difficult family dynamics. Jochebed, the, uh, the mother with a plan through, uh, through whom uh, uh, Moses, one of the greatest leaders ever, came. Samson's mother, uh, the mother who followed the rule and for all the foolish decisions that Samson made, uh, her mother still followed through to help him keep the Nazarite vow that made him a great nemesis for the enemy. Naomi, the mother-in-law who shared her faith and through which the lineage of David the king came because of Ruth. Hannah, the mother who kept her promise. Elizabeth, the mother who believed in miracles. Mary, the mother who is blessed among women. You know, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life, what? Are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. And, and so, um, life, by implication here, is in the power of the tongue. Life is in the power of the tongue. Too many people that have the message of life have been guilted into being silent about life, about eternal life, and about protecting life here on earth. And, uh, and the Bible says in Ephesians 5.11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Now think about the terminology there. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful. You know what that means? That which would cut off life. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather do what? Reprove them. Rather reprove them. Now look, if, uh, if, if, if there's someone here or, or you know somebody who, who has been through this, this tragic scenario of terminating the life of an unborn person, look, they, 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 don't need, they don't need us to condemn them. They need for us to be honest about those actions, but yet say Jesus loves you. Jesus is for you just like he's for any of us. That's not what this message is about. This message isn't to browbeat anybody who has made that, that, that decision and lives in regret and guilt of it. Look, the devil wants to keep us in regret and guilt all of our lives. But Jesus, the life giver, says, let me take you from where you are right now. Let me show you what life's all about. 
and we can move on from this place. And sometimes people who have been through something like that can be the greatest help for somebody else at that point of, of, of life decision. And, you know, that when it comes to spiritual warfare, I want to just end with this concept. This is a scriptural concept that I, that I, I don't think of often enough. Maybe, we, maybe all of us don't. The enemy has no defensive weapon. You ever thought about that? They only have offensive weapons. Darts, right? Is that a defensive weapon? Someone's coming at me with a sword, so I'm going to throw my dart and try to parry their... You know? No, a dart is an offensive weapon, right? What does the Bible say? Resist the devil and what? He will flee from you. You know why? Because the enemy has no defensive weapon. You know why? Because they, they can't stand up to truth. There's no defense against truth. Truth is not to be deterred. Truth is always truth. Truth cannot be denied. And so look, Christian, you have truth. <laughs> you need to resist the devil with the truth. I don't mean be, be obnoxious, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and threaten violence, anything like that. I'm saying we have the truth, so we need to stop being so shy and stop being so apologetic about speaking up for it. Look, the strategy of just smiling at the workplace and hoping somebody notices that we love Jesus, those days are over. I don't know if they ever did work. Today, with as brazen as the enemy is, we need to quit letting them be on the offensive and we need to put them on the defensive with truth. You know, the devil came after Jesus himself and Jesus didn't just sit there and say, okay, whatever. Jesus said, no, hey, look, 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 it, it is written. It is written. It is written. And ultimately, the devil had no recourse but to get out of there. And, uh, and so in the place of public discord, look, Christians, you know, we have the truth. We have to proclaim it. Ultimately, we have the answer to everlasting life. And we're so timid about that, you know. Well, if you ever uh, get in a real hard place, you know, talk to me. I might be able to tell you about Jesus a little bit, you know. And in the meantime, 10 years go by, and, and who knows what happens to that person. Look, if God gives us contact with people who need life, like we all do, they desperately need the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus Christ. We don't know how many shots we're going to get at that. Stop being secret service Christians. Let's speak up for the truth. Let's speak out against, against, against the destructiveness of the devil who wants every single person to be separated from God forever in a place called hell. And uh, let's see that that God, that God has a, uh, uh, some work for us to do uh, to be proactive in the way, uh, in the time that he's given us here. When lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You know, Christian, really maybe the most practical application of this message is choose life in your own life. Choose life. God puts those decisions before you. Choose life today. And he'll, I don't know in every area in which you need to apply this right now, but I can guarantee you God will show you if you're interested. <laughs> he will show you some areas right now in which you need to start choosing life in your family dynamics, in your relationships, in your habits, in your thought life. Choose life, Christian. Choose life. Because just as not choosing life terminates life in the, the, that great 
that horrible illustration we use today, so something very similar is happening in you spiritually when you make the choice of death instead. And uh, may the Lord give us grace to live for him during these days. Let's pray.